Welcome to the Fit Balanced Healthy Podcast. My name is Hannah, and I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, health mindset coach, functional nutrition, and metabolism specialist, and the creator of the Fit Balanced Healthy brand. Ladies, I get it. This whole health and fitness thing can be frustrating and confusing AF. You've got a career, family, and a life that you love, but this piece of your life is one where you still feel stuck. That's exactly why I created Fit Balanced Healthy. I cut through the BS to help women improve their health, achieve their fitness goals, and find balance in both their bodies and lives. So if that sounds like what you need, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode three of the Fit Balanced Healthy Podcast. My name's Hannah. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to be here chatting with you again about another very important topic. Today, we are talking about red flags from your body, things your body is trying to communicate with you. What are the red flags that you should be looking out for? What do they mean? And what should you do about it? But before we get into all of that, I want to take a moment to remind you, if you love what you're hearing and learning so far on the Fit Balanced Healthy Podcast, if you would be so kind to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you're listening today, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Reviews are the best way to help the podcast grow and reach more women, which is exactly what we want to do so we can help other women like you get healthier too. Now, with that being said, let's dive into our topic for today, red flags. Let's get into it. So I want to start by talking about what are red flags? Answering this question, what are red flags? Like what exactly do these things mean? Red flags are basically a breakdown happening in your body. Your body not having what it needs to function optimally, whether that be, you know, a nutrient deficiency, it doesn't feel safe, anything along those lines. It's usually a result of too much stress on the system. And when we hear the word stress, we often just think of, you know, the stress that comes from, oh, my kids are acting up or I had a hard day at work. Yes, those things are, you know, life emotional stress that we are feeling that is impacting us. And that is one component of stress. But when we look at stress as a whole, it is really this bucket that is our body. And every little thing is a drop in the bucket contributing to the overall stress load being placed on our body. So we have to think of stress in the sense of physical, mental, emotional, all of it. Ultimately, red flags from your body, these these signs are your body's way of sounding the alarm. Hey, something is not right here. We might think of the obvious ones, right? Maybe you go to the doctor and you get your blood work done for the year and something comes back out of the range and the doctor says, hey, you know, this is out of range and we need to address it, whether that be with medication. The occasional conversation might come up around your habits, lifestyle, nutrition, exercise. I find that's not happening um, nearly as much as it should be. And when it is, it is not nearly to the depths that it should be nor is it usually super helpful information because we have to remember doctors are great and they mean well and they are here to provide us with helpful information, but they themselves are not experts in nutrition and exercise. They get very little training on that unless they are someone who specifically has pursued additional training in that field, in that area. And so we have to take that information and those recommendations with a grain of salt and understand that if they're saying, hey, this might be diet, habit, nutrition, exercise, lifestyle related, it might be time to dig into that with somebody who is actually a expert or specialist in that field, such as a certified health, fitness, nutrition coach, registered dietitian, something along those lines. But even still, you may have experienced, you know, something coming back on your labs that is out of range and maybe something's not done about it. Maybe it's not too far out of range that they're not very concerned, or maybe you go and everything is normal and you still feel like something's off. Like you went in for a reason and they pulled some lab work and they're like, nope, 
Sally, everything looks great here. So, you know, nothing we really need to do about this. And that might feel really frustrating to you, which is much of the problem in our current um, model and structure. Much of the problem in Western medicine today is that we have a system that is based so much more on being reactive versus proactive. Often we're not responding to things unless they are so far out of range where it's emergent. It needs immediate attention. And that is so unfortunate. That's where so many of us get left walking away, feeling unseen and unheard. And like, hey, I came to this doctor to get help for this issue, this concern that I have, this thing that's not making me feel well. And they're telling me I'm fine. I don't feel fine. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. So I'm just, I guess I just have to accept. And that's really what I want to talk mostly about in this this topic, this conversation today, this episode. Um, Of course, I want to mention the lab markers. That is a very clear, obvious sign that, hey, maybe there is something that we need to look into. But a lot of times that's the furthest step. That's the furthest along that an issue has to get until we're really willing to give it attention. And I don't think that that should be the case. So let's talk about the less obvious ones, the things that have become so normalized because they are unfortunately so common. We see more and more people experiencing these things. And I totally appreciate and love that we're having more conversations on these topics and these issues that people are experiencing so that you don't feel alone because we shouldn't feel alone. We know so many people are experiencing these red flags, these signs, these breakdowns in their body. When in reality, instead of normalizing these things, we should really be focusing on providing more education and digging further into them because it's really just your body's way of communicating with you. So I want to first start with a topic specific to dieting because I think a lot of you listening to this podcast may be here because you're on some sort of health and fitness journey. Maybe you are working to lose weight or just improve your lab markers, your health indicators, or you are working to become more active. You're working to change your nutrition habits, something along those lines. So often when we are working towards some sort of like physical goal as it relates to our body, we get really caught up in the idea that we should be dieting, which is definitely appropriate for some people. And I want to clarify the term dieting. Um, Dieting in my perspective, I, I like to instead refer to it as, you know, intentionally going into a calorie deficit. A calorie deficit is what we need, especially if you are going after a specific goal of weight loss or more, even more specifically, let's talk about fat loss because there is a difference there, which I did briefly mention in my very first episode, if you go back. But often when we go to work towards any sort of like physical change or we want to improve our health, quote unquote, we think that we should be dieting. We think we should be changing our diet. We think we should be eating less and exercising more. And again, while this might be appropriate in some situations, it's not always the case. And this is where so many of us get stuck in this cycle of dieting and sometimes under eating, whether intentionally or not. And that can lead to a lot of breakdowns in our body just as it is. So whether you're intentionally dieting or you're just trying to improve your health and maybe you're trying to cut back on eating certain things and you're eating less food, what are some of the red flags in this situation that you should be looking out for? And if you go over and follow my team at the.fbh.lifestyle on Instagram, we're going to be actually diving further into this topic this week. Um, I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll be having a live conversation with myself and our registered dietitian, Sarah, more specifically into red flags. So this is a really timely episode. Um, So definitely if you want to dive further into this topic as it relates especially to um, body changes and improving your health, this is going to be a really good live for you to follow up with after this episode. 
But I do want to cover it here today and just a couple of the things that you should really be looking out for, you know, whether you're intentionally dieting or um, just in general, that may be a sign that's indicating you could be under eating, whether you realize it or not. Poor recovery is one of the um, main ones that I always tell clients to look out for, even if we are guiding them through a dieting phase and we're being intentional with it um, and they have the the proper um, person supervising them, such as one of our experienced and expert coaches. We want to look out for poor recovery. And what does recovery mean? That's especially um, related to exercise. So if you're somebody who's exercising often, you're going to the gym, you're lifting weights, or you know any form of exercise where we're moving our body, you might have experienced some soreness. And to some extent, that's normal to you know have a little soreness when we push ourselves extra hard in a workout. We try new exercises for the first time. Um, you know, we start working out for the first time in a while. Any of these things could definitely lead to some soreness. And I think soreness has the wrong reputation. We often look at to soreness as an indicator that we're doing something right. That it's like, okay, what I'm doing is working because I'm super sore. Like the more sore you are, the better you feel like things are working when that's actually the opposite. Yes, some soreness, like I said, is normal. But if we're really experiencing extreme soreness, we're like, we can't even like get out of bed or it's lasting for more than a couple of days at a time. That's really a red flag from your body saying like, hey, I don't have what I need here to recover properly, to really repair from the tears that are occurring in your muscle tissue when you're exercising. Your body should have all the tools it needs to repair and rebuild bigger, stronger muscle, which is how we build muscle in general, especially if we're talking specifically about um, muscle building and muscle growth and, and strength training. But this can occur from any form of physical activity that's more than you're used to. If you're noticing this extreme soreness and it's lasting for days on end, I mean, I've seen it happen for a week or longer in a specific muscle group. Maybe you worked out on Friday and the following Friday, you're still feeling sore from that workout. That's definitely a red flag. Whether it's that your body doesn't have the adequate macronutrients or enough food to support recovery, whether you're not getting enough sleep, whether we are just like overly stressed and taxed in general, which we'll talk a little bit more specifically about, this is definitely something that you want to look out for, especially when you are intentionally dieting. The next one is going to be fatigue. Now that one seems obvious, but I think as a society, we brush off being tired as this like, again, normal thing. We really should be listening into our bodies a little bit more, especially if you're experiencing chronic fatigue. It's something that you're like, I'm just tired all the time. When I wake up in the morning, I'm exhausted. When I go to bed, I'm exhausted. We should be experiencing a fluctuation in energy levels. When we wake up in the morning, we should feel alert and ready for the day. And as the day goes on and we get closer to bedtime, that's when our melatonin rises and our cortisol decreases and we should feel ready for bed. So if you're noticing any changes in your patterns or that's not what your pattern of alertness and awakeness and um, exhaustion and fatigue looks like throughout the day, definitely want to dive deeper into that and that could indicate some red flags. So whether it's just some level of that um, Im- imbalance of where your energy levels are at throughout the day, or you are just chronically fatigued and exhausted all the time, look into that, consider that a red flag from your body. Do not just keep pushing through and powering through and ignoring it when your body is clearly asking for your attention. 
Another one to look out for is lack of hunger, just as much as extreme hunger. When you are dieting and doing it the right way and having the proper guidance, you very well may and actually should experience some hunger being in a calorie deficit. If that is a part of your journey, it's not for everybody. It's not necessary for everybody. This is a topic for another time. But if you are going into a calorie deficit, you have the proper guidance to do so. You know how you should be moving throughout this phase a calorie deficit is going to yield some hunger. That means you are in a calorie deficit. When we're dieting, there should be a little bit of hunger, but it should not be extreme where like you literally can only think about food. And I've been there. I have done the extreme dieting. If you didn't know my background, I was in bodybuilding for a couple of years. And so I did a bodybuilding competition. I had to do the extreme dieting to get down to the level of lean that is necessary to step on a stage, which is not healthy or sustainable um, and maintainable long-term. So that was a a short-lived period of my life. But extreme hunger, when you become so food-focused because you just, the only thing you can think about is how hungry you are and when you're going to eat your next meal, that's a red flag from your body and might be a sign it's time to pull out of that intentional dieting or calorie deficit phase. But at the same time, so is lack of hunger. Our metabolisms are very smart. Our bodies are smart. They adapt very quickly and everybody's bodies adapt at different rates depending on the strategies and the approaches that you're taking. But if you are never hungry, if you're never hungry, this is a red flag too. Our bodies should be getting hungry around mealtimes. This is where having consistent you know, eating patterns throughout the day, making sure we're not skipping meals, making sure that we have time in between meals, but that we're not just like grazing throughout the day is important. So providing our bodies with that consistency helps to regulate our hunger cues and signal our body to get hungry when it's mealtime and allows us to tune into when we do eat, when we feel full. It helps those hunger and fullness hormones balance out appropriately. But if we're experiencing no hunger at all, which I see a lot with the clients that we work with, they come to us under eating for such a long time or just not even thinking twice about the fact that they're never hungry and they struggle when we say, hey, you know, our first step is going to be eating more food because we've gotten so used to eating the lower amount of food that they have been. And this usually is a result of stress, whether it is a physical stress on the body or emotional stress. Often we can see emotional stress lead to increases in hunger or decreases in hunger. Everybody's a little bit different, but whether you are experiencing no hunger at all, or you are so hungry all the time that you can't help but just constantly think about food, both of these things are red flags that your body is trying to communicate with you. And a little bit more of an obvious one in this situation, struggling to lose weight. If you are intentionally trying to lose weight, body fat more specifically, if you are intentionally trying to change your body composition, if you are intentionally trying to get healthier and nothing is happening, you know, and you know for certain that you're doing everything right. This is assuming that you're working with a coach, you have someone guiding you through it, or you know enough about what you should be looking for. Um, there's, this is again, a whole separate conversation around, um, things to pay attention to when you are intentionally trying to do that, lose weight, lose body fat, whatever it might be. There are so many other things that go into it, this, but if you are struggling, if your body is resistant to weight loss, 
that is a red flag. There's something going on. Don't just keep pushing. Don't just keep dieting and keep eating less and less and less. There comes a point where you just can't take away anymore. You can't eat any less. You can't really do any more. And it's just too much from your body. And that's a red flag that it might be time to pause or something else might be going on there. So these are like really the main red flags, especially to be looking for when you're dieting. But we're going to dig into some more specific to gut function and hormone imbalances here because a lot of these things are interconnected. So when we think about gut health specifically, um, there are so many of them. And man, this is such a hot topic. I'm going to have to do a whole separate podcast episode on gut health and signs of gut dysfunction, what to do about it, where these things are stemming from, because this has become, again, one of those things that has been so normalized because unfortunately it's so common. And I get that we want to help people feel like they're not alone and we want to find quick solutions, but really we need to dig into this further. These things are really, truly red flag and I have struggled with almost every single one of these. So this is why this topic, this conversation is so important to me. I'm so passionate about it because almost all of these things, I have been there, experienced that. And at the time, until I learned better, I, I really did ignore a lot of this stuff. I accepted it as normal. I was like, oh, that's just, you know, you know, the way it is. And I wish I knew better sooner. So let's talk about gut health because this is one of my my biggest passion points here. Number one red flag when it comes to some sign of dysfunction going on in your gut, bloating, especially after eating. If you eat a meal and you get so bloated after a meal that you're, you're uncomfortable, you're in pain, this is a red flag. And I really want to clarify the difference between bloating and fullness. It is normal to like eat food and feel full and like your body is going to change throughout the day. Let's acknowledge that for certain. You don't wake up looking the exact same as you do going to bed. I'm talking specifically about bloating, bloating as a sign of digestive dysfunction here. So there is a difference and understand that, but bloating after eating to the point where you're in pain, your stomach is distended where you like literally can't control it. Like you have to like try to suck it in, but it won't, won't stay in all the way. Like you are in pain, you are in discomfort. This is definitely a red flag. And the other thing could be bloating all day. Maybe you wake up bloated. You're just bloated all the time. This is a red flag too. A more obvious one, irregular bowel movements. If you are having constipation some days and you're having some loose stools other days, maybe there's no rhyme or reason. Maybe it's one over the other, whatever it might be. If we're not having beautiful Bristol number three or fours, then we need to be diving a little bit deeper. And this could be a red flag from your body. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can do a quick Google search for the Bristol stool chart. It will show you some beautiful photos and imagery of what your poop should be looking like if it is normal. But constipation, diarrhea, both not normal, except it is so common. We experience these things. And this was me for such a long time. I was like, you know, I, I didn't really understand. I was like, oh, I just know that like, I can't really predict what's going to happen when I go to the bathroom. Some days it's going to be hard for me to go. Some days it's going to be really loose and messy. And this might seem like TMI, but we are here to talk about everything. So there's no TMI with FBH. And the thing is, these things need to be talked about because we think they're normal when they're not. So look out for this. If you are having irregular habits in the bathroom, red flag, my friend. Another one, one that has actually come up recently in conversation is excessive gas, especially after eating. Yeah, it's normal to have some flatulence throughout the day here and there, little things. But if we are excessively gassy all the time, you are just farting all day long and it is like causing you discomfort throughout your day, especially if you eat a meal and suddenly get really, really gassy afterwards, or it is gas where it is smelly and it's like clear the room gas. Yeah, again, one of those things that has been so normalized that is in fact a red flag. 
other little ones that you might not think of that again are so common that we experience a lot are undigested food in stools, bad breath, body odor, acid reflux. Let's talk about how common that one is, especially as we get older. Yes, there are changes that are happening in our body, but we also want to pay attention to this because if we're experiencing more and more acid reflux, that's a sign that your body just doesn't have what it needs. So don't ignore this. I ignored it for a really long time and years later come to find out I actually was struggling with something called H. pylori, which is very common and most people in their lifetime will have H. pylori and do have H. pylori, but it's just relative to the amount in your body and what your body is able to do and how it's able to function with that. Mine was way too high and was leading to such painful acid reflux that it would wake me up in the middle of the night. And then that, my friends, is another red flag. Yes, sometimes we can link this back to the types of foods that we're eating, but in general, if your body has what it needs to properly digest and absorb foods, we shouldn't be experiencing this all that often. Other ones you might not think of to be related to gut dysfunction are acne and skin issues, mental health struggles, and then our final and most obvious one that you probably would correlate with some sign of this is a red flag, something's going on with my gut, is not pooping. If you are not pooping every single day, that is a red flag, that is a problem, that is a sign we need to dig a little bit deeper. And finally, let's talk about hormonal imbalances and red flags that there might be something going on from a hormone perspective. Painful periods, this is one that I hear about all the time. So many women are struggling with this, so if you are, you are not alone. And that goes for anything that we're talking about in this episode. You might hear this and be like, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with this. I have that red flag. What am I supposed to do? I like, is something wrong with me? You are not alone. So don't worry. We're going to talk more about next steps to take as we get further into this episode. But please know that painful periods are a red flag. Obviously, having a little bit of cramping, a little bit of bloating, a little bit of discomfort when we are having our period is normal, ladies. Obviously, our uterine lining is shedding and we're going we're gonna to feel some stuff. But if you have such painful periods that you can't even get out of bed, it's preventing you from going to work. My friend, this is a red flag. Another one to look out for that I myself have struggled with um, over time and it's come and gone is hormonal acne. I really struggled with this after I got off off of birth control Um, and then it has since resolved when I resolved my gut health issues because as I'll talk about here momentarily, everything is connected. All of this is connected. So often where you have one problem, there's usually another and they are related. But hormonal acne is something that you might experience all the time or maybe it ebbs and flows. For me, it comes you know, a week prior to my period and I just broke out so bad. And when this went away and then started happening to me again, it wasn't just something that I brushed off. It was something that I started paying attention to. And I said, hmm, what's been different lately? What might be causing this? What might be the root cause? Because this to me is a red flag for my body because I know that if my body had everything it needed to function optimally throughout my cycle each month, I shouldn't be experiencing this because I've been in that place before where this wasn't happening. So now I can dig deeper and try to pay attention to this red flag for my body. A more obvious one, missing periods, irregular periods. And this is one that I feel we need to have a separate topic and conversation on as well, because unfortunately I feel like a lot of women don't actually know nearly enough about their cycles. We really don't receive the level of education that we should when it comes to cycle health, but your period starts on day one of your bleed and it 
ends the day prior to. It ends on the day before your next bleed. So that is day one to day 26, 7, 8, however long your cycles are. And we're looking for some level of consistency there. It might not be the exact 28 days every single month. If it is, girl, good for you. You got a really regular cycle. And, and I'm talking specific to those who have a natural cycle. If you're on birth control, um, that is totally great and your choice. But this is a little bit different as that is regulating and controlling what is happening hormonally within your body. So this is going to look a little bit different from somebody who might not be on birth control and can have a better picture and idea of whether their cycles are regular or not. So overall, we should be looking for consistency from month to month. You know, maybe, you know, for me, mine is usually somewhere between 26 to 29 days. So it's within a three day range from one month to the next, it might be one day difference, but it's always back and forth between that little tiny time frame of difference on a month to month basis. So if I notice one month or if you notice one month, okay, my, my cycle is usually 28 days, but this month I got my period really, really late or really, really early. And it was only, you know, a 20 day cycle or a 36 day cycle. If it happens once, I don't usually pay that much of attention to it. Don't stress too much. That could be as simple as stress affecting your life that month or something going on. But if it's a pattern, if it starts happening where your periods are really unpredictable, they're really irregular, just on a consistent basis, you're not getting a period for months at a time, then that is definitely a red flag and something that you want to look into or just not getting periods at all. Um, obviously separate from if you are on some type of hormonal birth control that does prevents you from having a, a bleed. Um, that is not a natural cycle, natural period. So again, a separate conversation to be had. Um, but if you are not on birth control and you have a, a natural cycle and you are not getting your period, again, this is a red flag from your body that you want to look into. So I know this is a lot. We've already covered so many different things that so many of you are probably thinking, I've experienced that. I'm going through that right now. I have all of these red flags and I just want you to know I have been there with you. And as I mentioned before, a lot of these things do overlap because it's all connected. Our body is one integrated system. Gut dysfunction can be the root cause of hormonal imbalances because hormones are converted in our gut. Not having a diet that properly supports your body can lead to deficiencies and overgrowth that are the root cause of GI issues. And things like chronic fatigue and sleep struggles and mental health struggles, poor recovery, struggling to gain and lose weight, um, brain fog, they can be related to all of the above. This could be a gut health issue. This could be a hormone imbalance issue. This could be a diet issue. This could be a stress issue. All of these things are connected in some way. So it's really a matter of assessing all of the factors and figuring out, okay, what's the root cause? Where is this coming from? Why is this happening? Some of it can even be connected back to unprocessed trauma, high emotional stress. This is important. Yes, these things are just as important as the little basic things that you might already think of that could be causing these red flags. And the thing is, when left unaddressed, when we ignore these things, when we just say it's no big deal, we just keep pushing it aside, we keep letting these things add up. This is often when deeper issues start to arise, such as autoimmune conditions as well. 
yes, to some extent, some of these things could totally be chalked up to genetics or things passed down in vitro for sure. But we don't have to and shouldn't accept these as our fate. We shouldn't ignore them or place band-aids on them. And while medication absolutely, absolutely has a time and a place, yes, we also want relief, but we shouldn't always just automatically look for a pill or a thing or a, a quick fix, something to fix it, quote unquote, because often we're not really truly fixing anything. Instead, we should really lean into it, get curious, listen, try to get to the root of it. What is my body trying to tell me? What does it need right now? What does it not have? Why is this happening? So what should you do? What should you do if you're noticing these things and you're getting curious? First and foremost, make sure you're covering the basics, nutrition, your habits, your lifestyle, your exercise, make sure you're managing your stress, taking steps to do so. Maybe that is something that's highly impacting your life and you don't realize how big of an impact it's had on your body. Make sure you are considering going to therapy. Make sure you are not ignoring and you are acknowledging these things and finding ways to work through it, building tools and a toolbox to help you work through and manage and cope with the stress in your life, whether it's something from your past or your present or both that you need to pay attention to. Make sure you are prioritizing a nutritious, balanced diet with foods that are going to nourish and fill your body. Make sure you are prioritizing exercise and movement in a way that is conducive to taking care of your body, allowing adequate rest as well. I've seen these issues result simply from poor diet and lack of exercise. That is absolutely a possibility and just goes to reiterate the importance of these little things. Assess your environment, assess your medications. Make sure that if you are on medications, especially something you've been on for a long time, you are looking up the side effects. You are looking up if there are any potential risks for deficiencies, which is very common with certain medications. Certain nutrients can be depleted. So if this isn't something that you've ever looked into and you are on medications, make sure you're having those conversations with your doctor, doing a little bit of research, making sure that you are getting some guidance to supplement appropriately to prevent deficiencies and allow your body to still have what it needs to function optimally. Like I said, for those of you who don't know, over the last few years, I've struggled with many of these things, pretty much all of these things. I was on birth control for 10 plus years. I experienced nutrient deficiencies as a result. I was not supplementing to address any potential deficiencies that were forming from that long-term use. I did not know anything about the side effects. I did extreme diet. I lost my period. I had hormonal acne and imbalances as a result. I also had bacterial overgrowth, dysbiosis, H. pylori, and mold affecting my gut and all of the above. My nervous system was also overtaxed. Sleep was my last priority. I abused caffeine. At one point, I went from drinking no coffee to drinking a pot and an energy drink and pre-workout every single day, which was definitely a problem. I took pills and antibiotics for any little thing that I had. I lived in mold and didn't realize it. I paid no attention to the quality of food I was eating, the products I was using, and truly stress ruled my life. I was overworked, overtraining, under recovering, and this is what all added up. I was experiencing the red flags. I was experiencing the breakdowns in my body, but I just, I kept pushing them aside. I kept ignoring them. I kept saying, oh, that's normal. Oh, that's a little uncomfortable, but it's no big deal when it couldn't be further from the truth. And the longer and the more I ignored them, the bigger issues they turned into. The truth is what I've realized is we've become so out of touch with our bodies. I was so out of touch with my body because we live in a world where where healthcare is reactive instead of proactive. This is what we've come to accept as our norm. 
there's so many times in my life where I would experience something and go in for help and seek answers and ask, how can I prevent this? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? I don't want to feel this way. And I only ever got pushback. So I accepted that as, oh, well, I guess it is the way it is. Oh, well, I guess I'll take a pill to fix it. Oh, well, I guess it's fine, even though something still feels off. Ultimately, you get to choose whether or not you pay attention to what your body is trying to communicate with you. Medicine is absolutely necessary and important. Doctors are absolutely necessary and important to help you address some of these issues you might be experiencing, especially in a more emergent situations where you do need that immediate care. But this episode is designed to help you feel more empowered, to be an advocate for yourself, to know what to look for and how to listen closer with what your body is trying to tell you. Our bodies are so incredible, so powerful. And in so many situations, while we've been taught to just accept things or deal with things, we do have the power to heal if we just understand and believe that. So always start with the basics. Get your habits, your nutrition, your lifestyle in check. That is step number one, because that in itself, like I said, could be the catalyst of so many of these issues. But if you're checking the basic boxes and things aren't improving, or depending on how severe your issues, the red flags you're experiencing are, how much discomfort they are causing you in your life, get help. And if the help that you're asking for doesn't leave you feeling seen and heard and open to finding answers or doesn't get you anywhere, how frustrating is that? Please know that you have the choice to find care elsewhere, to find someone else to help you. There are so many resources and practitioners there that want to help you become and get to a place where you feel your healthiest, your best in your body. So know that that is there and possible to find. Sometimes you just have to go looking for it. I am so grateful that Fit Balanced Healthy has an amazing integrative health practitioner who I actually would love to get on the podcast soon. So definitely stay tuned for that. But all of our clients get access to our integrative health practitioner. And we are huge advocates of really looking at every single woman that we work with as an entire being and every aspect that impacts her body. And that's what integrative health is all about. That's what functional health is all about and what we truly believe in how we coach our clients and help them achieve healthy bodies every single day. We encourage them to go to the doctor and keep up with getting regular lab work to just check in and make sure things are functioning optimally. We assess all these aspects from sleep to gut health to stress and every little thing that could be impacting their bodies. If we are noticing any of these red flags, we are the first to bring this up and dig further into it because every woman deserves to feel and function at her best. And that is what I am here to help you do. Don't ignore the red flags. Listen to your body and what it's trying to tell you. No, it's not always an easy process. And I do want to say that off the bat. I've been working on improving these things for the last couple of years. So it's not something that everybody's going to feel ready for or even feel as a priority in their life. And that's okay. You get to decide and choose what's most important to you. But chances are, if you're here listening to this podcast, you do want to be the most optimally functioning, healthy version of yourself. You want to feel your best in your body so that you can enjoy and live your best life. And I just want you to know and feel empowered to make decisions that will allow you to do so. If you're struggling with any of these red flags, I am always here to chat and support you. 
If you didn't know, I offer one-time health intensive calls for women who are really looking for support and trying to figure out where they should get started. Maybe you know that you want to get healthier, you want to feel better than you do in your body right now, but you just don't know where to start. It all feels a little overwhelming, which I totally get. That's exactly what I designed our health intensive calls for. So you can hop on and get a clear action plan and steps for you to start implementing immediately so you can begin to feel better in your body. I will leave the link to book your call in the show notes and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. If you like what you're hearing on the Fit Balanced Healthy Podcast, if you'd be so kind to leave a rating and review, reviews are the best way to help the podcast grow and reach more women. Once you submit a review, you will be entered into a drawing every single week to win a free coaching session with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon.